Welcome to the Living Force Podcast, a Eugenie Podcast Network production. Hello, what have we here? Bonus episode, interview with Star Wars author Kevin Scott. Good, our first catch of the day. And now, here is your host, Eric Eilerson. All right, everybody, welcome to a very special, very special edition of the Living Force. I'm one of your hosts, Eric Eilerson, and joining me today... Oh, is a person that has put their mark on Star Wars for many years, um, but perhaps nothing is more important than their recent acquisition of a Jackson statue from General Giant. It's Kevin <laughs> Scott. Welcome. How are you doing? <laughs> I'm all right, Eric. How are you doing? Oh, I'm doing very well. Uh, I, I got to say, when you got back from Celebration and showed that that magnificent addition to your collection, I, I was I was gobsmacked. It's gorgeous. <laughs> it's amazing. I mean, I still, I'm just gobsmacked there is such a thing, you know. And right. We now, we have an action figure, we have a, a statue, there was the Sunday of Celebration, there was right. a special Jackson t-shirt, there was a special pin. It's like, this is insane. <laughs> um, I, yeah, it's, um, Jackson is taking over Star Wars. It, you know, one day there will be a film, I'm absolutely convinced. I mean, now that films are back officially, I think that, that was really the problem, is that they had to get the Jackson one ready after and now we can get daisy and we can get all those going so it all makes sense yeah yeah (laughs) it'll be announced soon i think scorsese is um is the director now i think yeah yeah yeah. i think this is um we can probably announce it here actually a grand uh, exclusive um, yeah might be on apple tv but it'll be great either way i'm very excited for it yeah yeah brad pitt is gonna play um is gonna play jackson um without any makeup at all no Um, no he's just gonna he's just gonna do it through method and it's gonna be it's gonna be spectacular it's gonna be quite angsty Yep, yeah, yeah, yep. it's gonna it's gonna be a it's gonna be a, a hard watch. Um, but mm. I'm I've already got my suit ready for the Oscars, and oh. um, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. No question. I mean, you thought Moneyball was good, everybody. That was the audition. That was the audition exactly. for Jackson. Well, I, I again though, that's all we could say. I did get the email that everything else is embargoed about Jackson. Yeah, yeah, we can't so, say anything. So else. that's it. <laughs> But uh, fortunately, what we can say uh, is that, Cav, you have I, I, the date of this release, a wonderful, wonderful book called Path of Vengeance that is releasing um, to round out uh, Phase 2 of the High Republic. And mm-hmm. um, just before we get into specifics about that fantastic book, for which everyone listening, mm-hmm. I hope you've already had your copy. I know some of you start reading at midnight digitally, which is lovely. <laughs> um, how overall, Cav, has the experience of being a High Republic architect changed for you over the last two years because it's been a bit of a of a whirlwind since the start it's absolutely been a whirlwind um i mean obviously from a purely practical practical point of view we the family's grown we now there's mm-hmm. now 10 of us 11 yeah. if you include rosemary um and so it's yeah the fact it's definitely it does feel like a family i mean i think charles mm-hmm. mentioned it in the panel at celebration this year yeah. you know that it's as much about those those people sitting on the stage and the people who couldn't be there as well um, for celebration um, as it is anything else. Um, so that's that is the biggest day to day difference. And obviously, it's just it's still a bit overwhelming. And I think we're we're all sort of readjusting to you know. So there was a bit. If you if you don't know, after the panel stopped mm-hmm. showing for the stream, everyone in the room. And Leslie came on, and obviously we announced um, that Rebecca was playing Vanestra Rowe, and we showed the <laughs> trailer for the Acolyte. Yeah. And, Sensational. And it was just, it didn't feel real. So we're, I mean, we've known this for a while. Sure, right. But actually to be there in the room and to sit on that stage in those really odd chairs, um, and look <laughs> up at the, um, 
It's like the em- they were like emperor chairs. It was really odd. Yeah, on the first really day, high. Daniel nearly went over on it. So he sat down <laughs> and his legs went up and I thought he's gone. Um, but to sit there with, with Leslie and Rebecca there, I think by that point, and to sort of swivel around and see that trailer. And also, because we were on the stage, we could feel the trailer. It was like the, oh, the sound sure. was just like going through us. And see the golden robes. And to, obviously it's a different part. We've obviously got the young Jedi adventures. It's just, yeah, right. it's exploded. And, and, and it's, um, and it has really sort of gone beyond us now. And it's, it's not just our little project that we, we we've got going on and, and to see the fans embracing it. I mean, that, again, that, um, that meetup we had at celebration, uh, I think none of us really, we had one, as, as you know, in Anaheim and that was huge and mm-hmm. that will always be special. I think yeah. so that was the first glimpse we had fandom face to face. But the um, this oh, we've got a light flashing for no good reason. It's um, it's probably <laughs> Disney saying stop speaking. Oh yeah, right they, they're now. seeing you. They're always around. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So <laughs> apologies for that. So apologies for the strobing. Um, yeah. Then you know to be in the middle of the meetup in in London, um, and for that a huge amount of people to turn up in costume and and just to spend time you don't get very often in any project like this you do sign-ins you do conventions sure. you do you you meet the odd person in a bar you know stopping people in you know in, in conventions for selfie and all that kind of thing mm-hmm. it's very rare to have a moment where you can just be in a gathering of people yeah. who read your read your stuff with under the creators of, of the stuff being there and so that was incredibly special and i don't again i, mean, I was interviewed by christina for the um for the stream yeah. Um, and I don't know what I said. Well, I do now because I've watched it back, but I had no <laughs> idea what I was saying. Right. And I, I, I afterwards, I couldn't remember any of it um, mm-hmm. because I think I was just so giddy. We were all so giddy at that point. And it was, um, yeah, it was an incredible feeling. Yeah, it, it, was, it was really tremendous watching it from home this year. Like, again, you said remembering how big it was at the last celebration, which is always mm-hmm. going to be great, like you said, but just the, the volume of folks that were increasing. And now there's so many more characters. Like, the cosplay meetup was great. Mm-hmm. Also, those cosplayers, my God, the talent on these people to, like, hand embroider some robes and, and make all these things. And now you had not only, like, your Stolen, your Avars, but you had, like, Maddie, and you had, like, all these, Marta, and, and all these people from Phase 2 as well. And, and it's been incredible just to see each part of what you guys created come together and my and again like when the acolyte comes out my my goodness to 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 see what yeah. you guys first put on a whiteboard be put on a on in the volume and on stages is is just mind-blowing yeah yeah i, I remember uh, so uh, before before celebration i sort of like not i didn't take aside the new the new lumineers or whatever they're calling us these days but i'd say <laughs> you know you're going to be stopped you're going to be you know, people are going to want to talk to you, and mm-hmm. and it's a very different um, experience, like going to something like San Diego, because obviously it's Star Wars, so everything's a bit more intense. Right. And I think they all went a bit, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the first day we went in, so this is before the shows opened. We're all mm-hmm. there, and we go through and do like a run through of everything. Um, and even then, I was walking along with George, and someone came up and went, you're George Mann to him. And it, it was, I mean, you know, George has been doing this a long time. He's used to people yeah. recognising him, but it was, I think then he realised that everything has changed a bit, you know, yeah. and I think that's what we're all realising. And I, I'm not saying that to sort of in a bragging way or, you know, it's just, it's just the fact it's become, 
it's become bigger than just the core group of, of yeah. you know, of fans who are always important for us. And, you right. know, the people who are there from the beginning, it is becoming mainstream. You, you, you're starting to see just generally, even not the meetup, you know, members of the past just there in, you know, in costume, you know, yeah. and it's becoming part of the vernacular of Star Wars. And I think none of us were really um, expecting that. Um, and, and yeah, it's just, we're, we're grateful for it every single day. Yeah, and and, it, and it's amazing, especially with with like George, you know, and us finding out he's going to be doing the first adult novel in Phase Three. Um, yeah. like absolutely massive, and and you know, you talk about the vernacular on on the day of recording, everybody. Um, it, this is the Jedi Survivor release day, which is what I'm doing, and when we're done, and that has High Republic in it, like we saw it in the trailers. Again, no spoilers for what it's going to be, but like it, that's another you know, thousands if not millions of other people that are now going to see golden robes and and hear those words and it's just it's so tremendous to hear and and i gotta ask you um from the creative standpoint now when you sat down to start creating in phase two because obviously as we said the the response to phase one was so ravenous um it just took off like crazy new york times all 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 the all the accolades everything how was it creatively for you Mm. when you first just plunged back into phase two to say okay it worked now for both the comic and path of vengeance what was that mental shift like I think in general we were we were all a bit nervous because we always knew. I mean, we, we always knew that we were going to have this jump back to you know to the past. We were doing a very Star Wars thing, right? Of of, of um, starting mid race and then going back to tell what happened before, um, and that was always the plan. But there was a we were nervy about it because it was a a massive gamble. You know, we'd the success had taken us all by surprise, and we were very gratified with how much people had taken those characters into their hearts and obviously mm-hmm. we were leaving on a massive cliffhanger which we you know we were absolutely always planning to leave on and, mm-hmm. and you know, a lot of people were saying oh it's a dreadful way to end it was it's never been the ending it's always been the midpoint and yeah so we were doing that and then we were saying okay just just leave that there and then we're going to create all these other new characters and you know and we talk about making it hard for yourself um would people come with us and you know and i think generally that there was a, a positive response there were some people who you know were uncertain especially in the early days mm-hmm. of, of the phase so we think we were nervous you know and, sure. and there was a sense that we have to make this work you know we've gambled it so we've rolled those dice therefore yeah it has to work so we we were all just intent on um on making making sure it landed not knowing if it would or not so i think um because obviously we were doing that around the time you know that phase one was coming to an end so there were, it was all, right. all a bit mixed up in our head and so i think by the time i i finished the first draft of um trying to think when this was no we hadn't even had phase two wasn't even launched yet so yeah it was just generally we were we were back in the unknown it was mm-hmm. like we were literally starting all over again um and we had a general idea we were going to be okay mm-hmm. but um so you had a bit of adrenaline with that as well, you know. You have a oh, you yeah. have a moment where you, you you're pushing yourself, and um, and now of course we're in the similar situation that we're now in the what a lot of us are sort of knee deep in phase three, um, right. and people now have an idea of what phase three could look like, and and what kind of characters we're returning to, and there is an excitement now that we are yeah. returning to those characters, not just from readers but from us as well. You know, we get to return to those characters that we love, um. And not always leave the phase two characters behind. There will be, you know, right. there are these things all continue. There is a, mm-hmm. you know, there is, a, there's a very 
it was very definitely planned. So, you know, you, you haven't seen the end of a lot of the phase two stuff as well. Yeah. So I think we're going into it now again and completely, other, you know, it's now just the excitement of like, we can see the end in sight. Um, yeah. Which is crazy to say, seeing we started this in 2018. Gosh, um, but we've got that end sight there. I mean, it's still mm. a couple of years away. Right, but it's right. like, we, we can see where it is and we, you know, we're, we go, we've just now got to, we've got to land that end in there. Yeah, uh, the big ending, the you know the mother of all endings, pun intended. <laughs> ah, um, yeah, and and yeah, so it's um, it's the way that it structures means that we're complete. We're always on our toes, you know, keeping on on our toes, which I think is great because it could, we could get you know, because it has been so relentless in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. We've been pushing it on so fast, so quickly, and I'm yep. very glad that with phase three that we're spacing it out a bit more. Yep. Um. We have had to have these moments in there where, where it's it's a bit of a boost, and it's like right, okay, here we go, start again, um, and so it, it's it's built into it, so that really works from a creative point of view. Definitely, and, and you know, you mentioned that uh, the the family has grown so much in phase two, and you're mm. bringing um, people into phase three, but you know, you you got to collaborate with a lot of some of the same people in phase two, even mm-hmm. in the comic. Um, so, yeah. I, so I want to ask you specifically for that: was there a notable noticeable shift? in the process from when you were writing Keeves' adventures in, in Phase 1, uh, who, again, like you said, we're all very excited to see what happens in Phase 3. Um, but did you kind of keep that process pretty similar as far as, like, scripting and in your process working with artists? Or when you started, okay, here's Volume 2 of The High Republic, did you intentionally shift some things because Vildar and Maddie and, and Tay weren't exactly mm. created the same way? I think from a practical point of view, I wrote phase two much quicker so it, okay. it was um a every couple of weeks there was a script coming and wow. so and it would that was done specifically so because it is one big story i mean it, had, mm-hmm. it sort of has two halves the comic but it's still one chunk of the story it, whereas phase one was a little bit more episodic mm-hmm. um so from just a, a practical point of view it, it makes more sense to write it as a as, as a novel in sure. a way. um and we went in as well, knowing that you know there would be uh, um, at least two um, artists on the, on the team, just because Ario needed you know time to to to, to do what Ario does <laughs> to sleep. Um, yeah, to, <laughs> do no, things. we don't worry about that. We, right, we doesn't need to sleep. Um, <laughs> no, it's a, yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, it, it's just. I mean, I knew as soon as I saw the page of Jed, you know, the spread of Jedha from issue one, that he's going to have to. Oh my god! Face himself. Yeah. Um, so you know, and again, we went in that. So it was very much. So yeah, from from a strategic planning you know and logistics side of it um there were differences but i suppose you know we'd done you know we'd done 15 issues of the first issue and so we were you know the team knew what it was doing it was so yeah we were moving location but actually it just felt like we were just picking up from where we'd left off from a few months before I love that. Yeah, that that and that familiarity has always been so interesting to see with the higher public, both in the comics and in the novel writing. Like you're, the mm-hmm. way you all talk about it, like you you kind of like you said, you know where you're going as a team. You know how you work as a team, and obviously as the years go on, um, as you said, since 2018, my goodness, mm-hmm. uh, the amount of of time you've had to really work together has created this kind of well-oiled machine. Mm-hmm. Um, but of course, I also want to talk about uh, about. The titular Path of Vengeance, again, out today, everybody. Mm. This represents, um, I believe, your first Star Wars YA story, intentionally. Yes. Um, yeah, yeah. 
And, and after spending so many years, again, you've written comics, adult novels, audio drama, all these different parts of the Star Wars galaxy. What was it that made you want to jump into this particular medium to end phase two for everybody? I think, to be fair, it was more of the... It was the it's what the story was telling. I, I knew that sure. was the part of the story I wanted to tell. And so mm -hmm. to do that, I, it had to be a YA novel because that was the, the path, mm -hmm. again, uh... intended of of the, it was gonna you know it was going to to take so we we met we, we very purposely said with phase two phase two will begin and end with a ya and then the mango is sort of like the the epilogue mm -hmm. to the to the um to the phase and so it was to show so there's a slightly different emphasis in um phase two um whereas the delray books the the adult novels of mm -hmm. phase one are the you know the the spine in phase two, the spine is the YA. And yeah. so I, I knew that if I was going to tell the, the story, and I can't really explain why I want to tell this particular story because <laughs> sure. you have to read the book, but um, <laughs> it was dealing with certain things that, you know, um, certain seeding th certain things in for the future. It was going to always have to be um, the YA. And, and that's a challenge. I love a challenge. I love writing across different media. I love writing yeah. to different audiences. And um, I've written some YA stuff, but, but never a, a full novel. So it was a chance to sort of stretch um, stretch myself a bit there and, and give myself a new challenge. Yeah. And, and, it, and it, I mean, and it's such an interesting decision. I think I, I, I'll write in my review focus here today. Like, if you go right from Path of Deceit to Path of Vengeance, it is a, such a fascinating bookend because they do flow into each other so well. Um, of course, as always with the higher public, if you read everything, you get a little bit of everything. Um, but it is so great to see those kind of flow and, like you say, create the, the beginning and the end for this particular phase. Mm. Um, and one other thing I really love about Vengeance is that much like uh, Daniel's Midnight Horizon from Phase 1, um, one of my favorites in that phase, uh, Path mm. of Vengeance combines characters from previous novels with your own mm -hmm. original characters from the comics. Uh, yeah. Much like Daniel yeah, yeah. brought in his kids from Young Jedi or Higher Public Adventures, Young Jedi mm. Adventures is... There's so many projects now, Kev. My goodness. The, so many adventures. The, <laughs> the adventures. Lots of adventure. Lots yeah. of adventures. Uh, and, and you mentioned in Celebration uh, that Path of Vengeance really is a story of like Marta, Yana, and Maddie um, being mm. a very prominent character. And so what did you enjoy the most about bringing Maddie over into the prose format uh, from her comic? It's actually more the other way. Ooh. Maddie moved from the books to the comics. And it's, it's funny. She was always supposed to be a bit of a supporting character in the comics. Mm -hmm. um oh wow because she would play a role in the in the com in the book sorry so um it was interesting because obviously when we launched the comic we couldn't really have tay as one of the main characters on the cover because that would have blown part of the story right so matty naturally her role was suddenly increased and so everyone thought it was a story of Vildar and matty and i i remember talking to people and they were like well no, it's, it's not really matty's story she's been sidelined and i was like well yeah but Actually, she hasn't because this was, <laughs> this wasn't you know this was always Tay and Vildar's story, and yeah. so it was a bit of a it, it was a bit of a um, yeah we had to do it because otherwise it would be too obvious from the off that it was right. that Tay was a huge part of it. Um, so Matty, it yeah she was always planned to be there in the novel, um, and so it was more the case that I knew what I had to, what she had to do in the novel. Mm -hmm. Therefore, I could seed back into the comics, but just the way it obviously works and the way the High Republic functions, um, it means that, you know, and she actually, her part grew in the comic, you know, and when yeah. I was writing that first issue. And so, um, yeah, she, she her star shone, shone a little bit more. And so um, it's been really gratifying to see people 
respond to her so well. Um, yeah. And yeah, she definitely has a major role to play in that book. And oh, yeah. in the in the entire High Republic, you know, some of the choices Matty makes have ramifications that that sort of like echo through the ages. Oh wow! I I'm already ready for Phase Three, Kev. I know we're finishing out, but every, <laughs> everything I hear, I'm so excited. Uh, but of course, you know, you got the opportunity to to not only play with a lot of these characters, but back in Phase One, back in the day, you got to play a lot with one of our favorites, Mr. Marquion Rowe, um, especially mm-hmm. in the Rising Storm. Yeah. We all know what happened. We're moving on. Um, but did you always know from that moment of creating Marquion and working with him early that you wanted the chance to play with the earlier Rose, with Marta and Yana? Did that always really intrigue you in Phase 2? Well, we knew we were going to go back. I mean, Mar- Marta and Yana are absolutely Justina and Tessa's creation. And right so on. they really um, spearheaded that entire thing. And mm-hmm. so... We always we always knew that there would be a relative of the Rose who would mm-hmm. be there in that story. Um, so yeah, I mean, it was always it was always a, a great chance to go back. And I think the thing that really excited me more was the fact of telling the story that even though Matty plays a huge part of it, you know, as far as the book goes, that you know the Jedi content is, you know, probably the B story opposed to yeah. the, the 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 story of this this group of people, these believers, the path. And I think after writing so much Jedi. Uh, in the um, <laughs> and so many Jedi in the yeah. first phase, I was really looking forward to digging into other people, which is also why I've enjoyed writing Tay um, yeah. in the comics because he ha- he brings a different um, a, a different perspective to it all. Um, so I think that was the thing that excited me, and I do like writing the antagonist. I don't, you know, I think we saw that in Lorna um, oh, in yeah. phase one. Um, I like writing the people who are you know butting up against um, the the heroes, and so. Yeah, I was excited to go and explore that a bit more. Yeah. Yeah, oh my gosh. Uh, shout out to, again, if anyone didn't listen to or read the scriptbook of Tempest Runner in Phase 1, um, what a trip that was. Uh, and, of course, you know, you're, you're touching on all these different characters, you're touching on all these different mediums, um, and one of the great joys of the higher public is how it's also collaborative and you specifically have been able to touch so many areas of it um, with different time period so we're talking the beginning Mm -hmm. of a wave the middle of the wave and the end of the wave you've kind of been able to Mm -hmm. go at your own pace and i wanted to ask do you have a particular affinity for either starting stories coming in in the middle like rising storm or ending stories like in path of vengeance do you find either part like a a first second third act uh more intriguing really i mean because it feels differently because it feels like even though those are the bits that I've been seen to do, I've obviously been involved all the way through. So sure thing. it doesn't feel like I'm jumping in and doing, you know, because oh, sure. we all, we all know what's going on, you know, majority of the time, Yeah, um, right. you know, and so, yeah, it, I mean, obviously you've got established characters and you can start to play with expectations, which is always fun. And, you know, and I think sure. hopefully that's, what we do in Path of Vengeance as well. I mean, people are expecting those, especially the cousins. I think people are expecting their, their you know, their their roads to lead in, in various ways. And hopefully we, you know, we had some bumps along those roads. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, I do like playing with, with, with the establishment. I, I like picking up things that, and weaving them together. I, I, I think in the group, I'm one of those that goes, oh, but we've got this over here. Daniel's the same. We can take that and we can pull this over here and we can, you know, start to weave it all together. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and so that's something I really enjoy. So I think once you, if you are writing the second book or or, or whatever, um, you have that luxury um, because yeah, you get the chance to to play with what's gone before. Yeah, right. and now now I can just imagine. I can I can knowing you and, and Daniel a little bit, that doesn't surprise me in the slightest that you are the ones that really like to pick up the balls and throw them off and kind of see what can happen. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, people, you know, it's, it's not just us. It's it's the rest of the the team as well. Right. Um, but you know, it's, I, I think it's something, but we both specifically enjoy, yeah. you know, and it's something that we take a great deal of pleasure in it. Um, and probably everyone else goes, Oh, here they go again. Won't be you slack for an hour, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Let's just give up our afternoon. Yeah. Um, so yeah, yeah, of course. Uh, you know, speaking of your new collaborators, I spoke very recently with Lydia Kang about Cataclysm. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And, and she talked at length about how closely you two work together, um, yeah. on this wave, um, especially. Yeah. So, uh, without, without spoiling anything for readers, there are some significant timeline overlaps in these two books. Um, <laughs> So I want to ask you, what was it like balancing the actions of characters at simultaneous points uh, between your two projects? Really hard. <laughs> so it's, I mean, I'm not going to lie. Um, yeah, it's, no, it it's something that I seem to, it seems to be my lot in life. Because obviously we had this with um, the Rising Storm and Crash Point Tower as well. Right, so right. it's something, it's a challenge that Mike seems particularly interested in giving me um but it, i mean it is, it is fun as well because you do have to find solutions and there's there's forever moments where we were chatting and, and then one of us say oh no no no, you can't do that and you're like why not uh, um, and so and it happens both ways and so then sure. you have to try and find the solution and, and again that's that's the fun of this job mm-hmm. that's the fun of this initiative it's it's realizing that there are those those moments um and knowing that you can't just barge your way through and say we are doing this but trying to find a better solution um so yeah working with Lydia was amazing she is really good at drawing maps of locations and working out where everyone is and her analytical mind really you know let's face it she's a doctor she's used to finding problems and solutions and um it was great there was yeah and one day when a map appeared of, of, of a location in the book and I was like oh thank goodness for that um <laughs> and again then it became uh that was like version one of the map because yeah right right i would come in and say oh, no we need to do this and then tessa would come and go oh, but actually we established this and and so it's um again it's all part of the teamwork which is right it just makes this so unique um and something you don't usually have because you have to do it on your own usually yeah so um it's there's an element to it as well that helps you stress test your own stories because you've got you have got people poking at them mm-hmm. um and so you have to you have to be on, on um again you have to be reacting and just going, you know, and also thinking ahead of going, oh, if I'm doing this, how is that going to affect that? So it happened today. There was a, something on a story that I'm working on for phase three. And mm-hmm. I suddenly realized, oh, God, if we do this, mm-hmm. that's going to affect that novel. That's going to affect what's going on in this event. Yeah. So on, on to Slack we go and heads come together. And, and the stuff we come up with today is really strong. And so... um that's when the High Republic works its best. It's best, I think, um, when we have got those moments. Yeah, it, it is so fascinating, you know, with the the expansion of the team. You know, you have that many more people to help out, but then you also do have that many more people working on stories that all have to fit together. And now there's two phases yeah. of stories that have now fit into the third phase, and just the, the puzzles are are. I, I both am jealous, but also don't envy you simultaneously. It's it's a it's a very nice place to be in. Um, but speaking of phase three, of course, we know 
titles, but we're not going to, we don't know anything else right now. But right. it is kind of almost unbelievable how much news came out of the higher public panel. You know, you, you teased um, in, in the days before that this panel has the most reveals out of celebration. And we all said, okay, Kev, all right, we're all going to go fine. And you were right straight up by the, by the numbers. You were absolutely right. Um, I mean, we got 10 titles from phase three going to 2025, which feels like a fake year. I don't, that doesn't make any sense to me that that will eventually get here. Um, we'll apologize so, and everything by then. Yeah, exactly. Well, we can hope. We can hope. Yeah. Um, so, obviously, we, we have the titles. We have the authors. So, just pure gut reaction or what you can say now, what excites you at this moment the most about the upcoming phase? It's really hard. I mean, what's exciting me is is the writing now. You know, so it's... We're, right, you know, we're, right. we're in the in the midst of that now you know um there's certain characters that i've i've yet to start writing again mm-hmm. and i'm looking forward to getting to that point there's a lot of planning going on for the the final wave which is really exciting as we build towards that so i think it's now the work is the bit that i'm looking forward to now it's really right. getting stuck in and and yeah it is returning to to people that i've missed writing and spending yeah. time with you know and and returning to Kiev. Kiev is in, in a very different place than, than when Gosh. we left her. Um, but in some ways, she's in exactly the same place. And she's, right. I think we see at the end of phase one how strong she's actually become. And, and we're oh, going to yeah. see what, where that's going to lead her and us and the Jedi along the way. Um, and yeah, she's a master. And who knows what that means for her future? Yeah. Oh, it's, it's so. It's so much fun with the High Republic that because of the nature of the continuous, you know, the continuous nature of the initiative, even though I'm excited about a thing I just read, and I, and I, I am also glad, as you said earlier, we're spacing stuff out a bit more in Phase 3 because I love it. There's a lot. You know, we can take our time every time you guys talk about it. The, we talk about Master Chance. We talk about the Geos. We talk about whatever. I'm just like, okay, it could come here tomorrow, though, and I wouldn't be mad about it. That would be fine. Um, but I'm just so thrilled. And I, I guess on that on that similar note, as we kind of wind down, mm-hmm. we had two phases essentially completed. Like you said, we have the the manga epilogue um, that's coming yep. up with phase two. Um, yeah, and, and that's probably being a bit unfair. I mean, it's it's very much sure. a story as well. Yeah. You know, um, it's just um, it's a really good way to bridge the gap between yeah. the two phases. I think um, what Daniel and the team have done on the manga is is really give you a sense of where where we're going. Um, yeah. because I, mean, I think we saw that from some of the panels that were shown. At, at oh my god, did we? Things get dark very quickly. Um, yes, and again, it's a very there was definite planning of symmetry of like Daniel finishing the phase from, um, yeah. with, with some of the hints at the end of that first that looked like novel, um, Horizon, and then the, some of the hints that will be at the end of this as well. I mean, it's all. As Mike is fond of saying, everything matters and everything is linked. Um, mm-hmm. And while you can happily read things or hopefully read things um, without reading everything, it, everything doesn't have a bearing on the ultimate story. Yeah. And, and it's been such a great, I think, initiative for that purpose. Like me, like I don't think I'd ever read um, a Star Wars manga or a middle grade novel before The Higher Republic. And it's been so fun to not only get those stories, but... Re- I, I get to find these new mediums that I enjoy. I mean, I, I think I read all the the second manga that Daniel wrote at the end of phase two in one sitting. Like they're they're so fascinating to see how these work. Um, and of course, a lot of folks, as I told you, I think last year have been introduced to audio drama through now, like you and George, especially really spearheading yeah. a lot of those. Um, 
But now, as we're looking ahead towards what seems like the biggest phase yet um, mm-hmm. in, the, in the coming years with Phase 3, obviously you're excited to write back. Obviously you're excited to collaborate. But just as a person who has been here since the beginning, looking towards now this culmination, if we could even call it that, because I know it, mm-hmm. it's gonna keep, things are going to keep happening. Star Wars is forever, we know. What is really just exciting you about seeing this happen? Like, it's really happening. The thing you talked about at Skywalker Ranch all those years ago, the, the plan is made. Just where, where, where is that hitting you at this point in the process right now as you're looking ahead? I think I'm a sucker for endings. Uh, I'm a sucker for characters. I mean, I just recently, to cross the streams, mm-hmm. my favorite program of the last few months has been Picard, which has just been genius. I heard it's magical. Beginning to end. And what Picard does so well is really honors the past while setting up a future. And mm-hmm. so that's what I'm looking forward to. You know, we are going to be honouring the entire run of, of the High Republic. And granted, we've got 35 years of, of character to, to, to deal with. <laughs> sure. But um, for some of these characters, it feels like they've been around for 35 years. And yeah. they feel like, I bet they feel it's been 35 years as well. Oh, yeah. But it's to, it is to have those moments when we can say, this is where we were going. Because as we've always said, we know where this ends. Yep. And so to see that through, um and to you know again to hopefully land that ending that's the bit i'm going to be most gratified for with i mean then i might have a sit down and a cup of tea and you know and and, and breathe easily for a bit. take a second but, yeah yeah exactly but it's you know i think that's i don't want to rush that moment i don't want to just no. get to it tomorrow you know we've got to earn it and we've got that we've got a long long way to go yet yeah. but i'm so looking forward to people seeing where these characters end up um for people to see the legacy of some of the characters we've lost along the way mm-hmm. um because everywhere this is star wars you know yeah. no one's really gone as luke once famously said so yeah. these people will be remembered these characters will be remembered and and yeah i think that's the bit i can't i just can't wait those that that last wave is going to be so exciting to see these pieces all finally come together um yeah. and as i said leave breadcrumbs for things to come in the future yeah uh those title reveals of the last wave just the mirroring aspect of of the first one just that's when i i mean i had chills almost throughout the whole thing but when those titles came up of light to trials into the dark into the light just seeing how you Mm. guys are bookending it because that there is that satisfaction right of the reading the last page and closing the cover yes i physical books are better sorry everybody uh but there's that moment of the end is done wow what an adventure um, mm. and I, I, again, as readers, we, I'm sure I speak for, for all of us that we, we can't wait either. Um, but it's going to be well worth the wait again into mm. 2025. Exactly. Who knows what can happen until then? Um, yeah. <laughs> plenty of stuff. Well, um, uh, as always, I mean, Kev, it's always a pleasure to, to sit down and have a chat. Thank you Likewise. so much for, for hanging and, and everything. And now since we last spoke, uh, there are, there are other places, uh, folks can find you. If they haven't yet, you've been expanding in some, some really kind of cool ways. Yes, um, because <laughs> the internet burned for a bit. Yeah. Um, oh, you yeah, know, that, I think when we happened. first started talking, the world was burning. Now the internet's yep. burned. Um, so, so yeah, I mean, the main place now is Substack. And so I have a Substack, yep. which is kevinscott.substack.com, which is becoming its own little community. And that's why yeah. I love that platform. You know, it's got, it's got everything. So I, you, if you subscribe to me there, you get two or three messages from me a week. Um, and there's chances to talk and... 
and it is it is absolutely the best of both worlds um to yeah. refer back to star trek again it's it's um you know you get everything in there and i'm really enjoying it it's um it seems a very special place at the minute so and it's you know so yeah that's the best place to find me um because i'm I'm always there at the minute when i'm not writing and my right. has i need to do some <laughs> writing yeah it is instrumentous and i will also say um as, as i saw in today's Substack, if you guys aren't subscribed yet there's cute animals at the bottom as well so if you need yeah. we all need some cute animals in our lives right exactly. <laughs> Exactly. Wow. It's become a bit of so I, I put my guinea pigs um on, on there, but I I've I've got three guinea pigs and I run out of guinea pigs quite quickly. So people just started sending me pictures of their pets. So it's become a thing now that we end the, the updates with pictures of someone's pet. And today's was a, a little dog called Leia who has the best smile in the world. So um I love her. So yeah, oh, it's dear. um if you if you don't if you can't if you can't stand me, come and look anyway, because there will be cute animals at the end of it. There's no better pitch than that, everyone. Um, well, everybody, so that is going to about wrap us up for today. Again, as a reminder, Path of Vengeance is out now. Go buy it wherever you get your books. Support your locals. Get it on digital. Get an audiobook. Whatever you're going to do, um, you don't want to miss this one for sure. And like Kaz said, it's going to set up a lot of stuff coming up in Phase 3. So, as always, Kaz... Uh, Thank you, uh, everyone listening. Thank you for hanging out. Uh, Make sure you stay tuned for all our High Republic coverage coming up. And as always, may the Force be with you. There is no hatred. There is joy. There is no division. There is union. There is no apathy. There is passion. There is no gatekeeping. There is community. This is the Utini Star Wars Fan Code. Embrace it. Live by it. And above all, trust in the living force. Join the Utini community and surround yourself with like-minded fans at utini.com. And remember, the force will be with you, always.